morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the book talkies show for the joy of reading today we have a very special book and the title of the book is surprised by joy by cs lewis some of you might know who cs lewis is uh, hint narnia probably if if you know he's the he's the author of the the chronicles of narnia book i haven't read it because when i started reading the book was still ya and other than harry potter nothing else clicked with me so i still haven't read it i'm glad that anirudh told me that he has read it so one of the very rare fiction books which uh, he he has read but will 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 probably bring that point up when we discuss this book with our guest speaker on the show our guest today is adri adri mendes who is not only my colleague but also leads uh, so colleague by day and an awesome personality on the rest of the rest of the, the rest of the day <laughs> rest of the day colleague for 8 hours Adri, a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so first of all thank you very much adri for being on the show and thank welcome thank you it's such a pleasure to be here and to talk to you guys thank you so much what do you do not only in your in your professional life but other than that as well so over to you of course well thank you so much for having me you guys i'm super excited i'm always up for talking about new things and things that bring me joy so it's awesome that i get to talk about books with you guys um well my name is adri mendez i'm from costa rica originally i was born and raised there and then when we were 5 i was 5 years old we moved to cyprus and then i was there for 5 years then we moved back to costa rica i did high school there and then i finished high school in kenya in east africa so that has been a beautiful journey of traveling around and then i moved to prague 5 years ago to study graphic design and uh, i'm just a very visual person i love art and creativity and all of that um and i started my own design business when i was uh, 19 and that kind of led me into leading my own creative studio for the past couple of years and that also well because i needed i wanted to stay in prague and i needed a visa i started working full time at a marketing company as a graphic designer I didn't like that so I am now working corporate with <laughs> with Castube and with KB and um and so yeah so I I'm still a graphic designer I did pause my design business this year so that I could focus more on my acting endeavors which I started 3 years ago I started acting as an extra and then I started doing a lot more commercial and like modeling work and lately I've been getting more into film and TV so in the past couple of months i produced my own short film i acted in another short film uh, that was like post apocalyptic so the whole like weekend i was you know doing stunts and filled with fake blood all over it was really crazy and i also uh, was part of a tv pilot that was filmed here in prague a couple weeks ago the actors in the us have been on strike um so a lot of new and in- like in the 
independent projects have come up that I've been able to be a part of. Because here in Prague, there's just so much opportunity in the acting industry. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I also uh, lead my own podcast. It's called Wisdom Collective. It talks a lot about faith and finding this joy as well that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. But lately, I have been focusing more on the acting and producing side of my life as long as well as my graphic design day job. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. That's <laughs> a few decades talk worth about- of, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to talk about the book? I think, yeah, let's let's focus <laughs> on you, Adri. Let's let's do that. Sure. You know? Ask away. Ask away. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and a little bit about my journey with books. Um, so because I lived in so many different countries and I was always like making friends, leaving friends, and coming back and forth, I found so much comfort in books. And so I, I always was carrying a book with me and I like usually fiction books, but I remember growing up, going to the book fairs and buying all these, you know, just young novels um, at the book fairs. I would spend a lot of time in the libraries as well. And um, the funny thing was, I there was a time where I was reading these really big Twilight books. Um, and my sister, when we were traveling back to Costa Rica one day, just to visit family, she was like, well, if something happens, you know, we have to be careful. We have to be secure. And if a guy tries to steal you, you hit him in the face and like with a book. Right. So she was like, she like, that was such a big deal of like me reading books. And so for me, books have always been a comfort, but always also a security of like making sure that I'm safe. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's just a funny anecdote of, uh, books, but I did grow up loving books and reading and, like through high school and university, I did kind of stop reading so much because of time and energy and stuff. So lately in the past year, I've been trying to delve more into into books again. So I started with fiction as well, just like normal, easy to read books. Because every time mm-hmm. that I would try to go into like a nonfiction book, I'd like be taking notes and I'm like, oh, I need to better my life and I need to do something. And I'm like, you know, yeah. I need to read for the joy of it. And um, with this book, I read it just a couple of months ago, actually. Um, so I have it around mm-hmm. here, surprised by joy. And um, and so this one was like the first autobiography that I've read in a very long time. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm happy to share it with you guys today. Absolutely. Just amazing. You literally do heavy reading, if I can put it that way. Uh, with the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, it was really inspiring what all you've been doing over these last few years. Uh, I suddenly feel that I'm just whiling away time in my life. <laughs> but it's really exciting to know all of this. And we are really glad to have you here, Adri. So uh, we can go on and on talking about you and we would absolutely love to. But just because the show is all about books. So just want to understand how and when did you really get in touch or really know about this book, Surprised by Joy? What really got you to read it? And uh, what was your overall uh, gut feeling experience after reading it? Yeah, well, in my church, we have like a table of resources at the front so you could just kind of like take any book that there is there there's a bunch of like self-help books and also like fiction books or things uh just general resources and I saw this one and I saw that it says C.S. Lewis and I grew up loving Narnia I had the whole uh it's not a trilogy like the the whole how do you call it when it's like a series uh, 
a series of books, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forget words sometimes. Um, so I had the whole series of books when I was younger, and I really, I, I remember those books so vividly. It's very difficult for me to remember things vividly because there's just so much going on in here that <laughs> um, that usually I remember a glimpse of it. But I remember reading uh, the first one in the series, which is um, The Magician's Nephew or something like that. And I remember mm -hmm. it so vividly. And, and so I, I've always... And, I grew up with like the movies and stuff. So C.S. Lewis was a big part of my growing up. And so I saw this book on the resource table a couple months ago and I, I picked it up and I was looking at it and a friend of mine came over and she wanted to say hi. And she looked at this book in my hand. She's like, that is a great book. You have to read oh. it. So I immediately took it with me and I was like, okay, this is great. Like I already have a good recommendation. And I started reading it like, uh, and it just was so, the first thing that popped into my head was, this is really good vocabulary practice because this book was, I have it here. It was written in 1956. So it's quite an old book and it uses yeah. a lot of kind of oldish English or oldish wordings for things. So it's really good vocabulary. If you want to like expand that, that's the first reason why I'm like, this is a very interesting book if you like the English language. And mm -hmm. also it, it just gives you such, so much more of a glimpse of just like a writer's life, right? Because as a creative myself, I do believe that my whole life experiences inspire my work and the ones that I, I put mm. all my heart and soul into it. Even as an actor, you try, there's a technique called substitution. So when you're trying, you're in a scene and you're trying to bring up an emotion, you want it to be as real as possible. So you substitute in your head the person that you have in front of you for someone that brings up that emotion. So if you have to be angry, you imagine the person the person that made you angry on that actor's face, right? And you're like, okay, let's do this. Uh, so <laughs> so I know that, that your life really inspires your work. And so I was really interested in seeing how C.S. Lewis's life inspired most, well, all of his work, but mostly like the Narnia books. And it was so mm -hmm. interesting to see how even at the beginning, there's a, a section where he's talking about uh, how he used to draw these fictional animals and these myth mythological animals. And you can very well yeah. see those in Narnia. Um, also, a little bit of it was uh, how he goes into like from being a Christian to being an atheist, going more into the occult things and then going into Norse mythology and then going back to Christianity. And I personally love Norse mythology, like just learning about mm -hmm. it. I also love Greek mythology since I grew up in Cyprus. And so just learning how all of these things inspired him was really interesting. Um, and then in general, like this, uh, this is based obviously on him as a Christian, but I think it's a really good read in general about the exploration of the human life and like experiences mm -hmm. and it's just it's a really great book so i when i when i when i read it it just gives me so much like excitement because i'm like i'm learning so much and it's just a really cool book so definitely recommend it the title the title of the book i mean it's it's a it's a, a, a it's a surprising title surprised mm -hmm. by joy you know and it's not it's not the the, the the he has carefully not used happiness but used the word joy and that mm -hmm. that that this three letter word is super important for us, you know, because yeah. um, uh, before we started recording, I told you, right, there's a um, book uh, that we had recorded, but we still have still haven't published. I'm not sure if we are going to publish it or not, not but it's called The Book of Joy 
by mm-hmm. uh, written by uh, his holiness the dalai lama and archbishop uh, desmond tutu and uh, i have this uh, the description or what they what they mean by joy to them and it's it's a conversation the book is literally a conversation between both these holy i mean both these i don't know what's the word inspirational figures, yeah <laughs> inspirational, inspirational figures. figures yeah and the archbishop says you know joy for him is so joy is much bigger than happiness while happiness is often seen as being dependent on external circumstances joy is not mm-hmm. i mean if if you if you see that quote in the book and you just close your eyes it just hits you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does something like this because I'm really fo- interested in getting to know what is joy for for him for what mm-hmm. was it for him in the book? Mm-hmm. Can you share something from uh, from from this angle? Yeah, to not give spoilers too much, I I will try. <laughs> But in general, what's really interesting is that he gives a whole explanation of what joy is, and it's not about mm-hmm just a feeling it's something it's like it's an experience that you have from a specific something right and mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to see because i have a lot of notes here um but mm-hmm. he he reflects on kind of the disappointment that can arise when these sorts of joys disappear and how you can bring them back into your life at different points of your life and so he reflects back on how as an adult things that used to bring him joy as a young per- like as a child are giving him joy again and how there's oh. things that used to give him joy as a middle schooler you know person in high school that he kind of cringes at obviously he doesn't use the word cringe <laughs> but like he kind of cringes at like why would that ever bring me joy so it's like this exploration of the the, the situations that might bring you joy and mm-hmm. um, and he uses a lot of nature references as well of of how nature can bring you joy which is really beautiful uh, he one of the coolest things is how you can also see from how a young age books gave him a lot of joy and so that's also like as a someone who loves to read books it's just really cool to see like an actual author being so obsessed with books <laughs> and mm-hmm. um And yeah, and also one really interesting thing that the book touches on is loss and grief, which I believe is something that all of us have experienced at some extent. And so it's it's also him showing how you can find that joy even while you're dealing with loss and grief of loved ones and and situations in your life and stuff. So there's just a lot of of descriptions that he gives about joy and then he finally finds his joy in God and in his faith which i think is a really beautiful thing because for me personally my faith is something that is very is very personal it's very descriptive of me if someone were to tell me like describe yourself in two words i'd be like christian and actor <laughs> that's just like creative and actor or like creative and christian or something like that um and, and so yeah for seeing how someone is so passionate about their faith as well you know each of us have our own personal beliefs and our faiths and stuff and so it's really wonderful to see someone stand so firm in their faith and see that that joy comes from a source that they know to be true and um and yeah it's it's a really interesting way of seeing how joy can kind of spark 
depending on where you are in your life. And, but then as an adult, you kind of get to see more of like the true foundations of where your, where your, your joy can come from. Right. And it's not as fleeting as, you know, when you're younger and you're just like trying to live your life and understand it. I know that a lot of things that brought me joy when I was younger, don't bring me joy anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's a really cool exploration of that, but it's also just, um, it's such a cool understanding of, of life and people and he he describes people in such an interesting way like the way that he talks about his mother and his family um he had a crush on one of his cousins so that's really weird but like he describes people really well yeah. uh, so <laughs> as he you know he's such a a fiction writer that he makes it feel like a story but then you're like oh shoot this is actually his real life right um, he also went to boarding school. So he talks a lot about like his experiences in boarding school and how they were horrible. So it's just like, it's a very cool exploration of that. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I, I think he has, uh, the, the way you have led your life, Costa Rica, Cyprus, Prague, I don't know. I think he's he has also, in some shape or form, he's also experienced that uh, almost on a similar way. I think that's why it, this book would have... Uh, you were able to relate to this far better than many who mm -hmm. would have picked this up. I want to make a very, very interesting point where you said there are certain things that were, were bringing you joy when you were young. Now mm -hmm. don't bring that joy to you anymore. I have a simple example. See, I, you know, I, I was in India, then I recently moved here in, in the Europe. And now I much appreciate that, that I, I, am, I, am, I was born in India. Because the beauty, what I have seen here, the people who are born and brought up here, they can't see it the way I am envisioning it, the way I am grasping it, the way like a toddler, my, my son is a toddler who looks out of the window, he's like, oh my God. I mean, it, it, that is an expression that a 30-year-old guy is giving but after coming here, after, after literally from my home to office, I, I enjoy my train ride, okay? I'll give you one more example. I'm also glad that I'm not I'm not, not staying in Italy because I'm, I'm a huge history buff. And recently I'm, I've, I went to Rome with my family and such a historic place, Rome as, as a city, as a capital. It's overwhelming. Of <laughs> I mean- There's so I, much. <laughs> there's so much. There was, there was a tour guide who was there talking, telling us this is history, but luckily I, I knew quite a few uh, of, of what he's telling us. And I was just mesmerized and I'm sure a local person wouldn't appreciate that. Yeah. That's joy. That's what I think, mm -hmm. I, I can't, there's no word, there's no definition to it, but what yeah. I felt after going there, that was pure joy for me. It is a beautiful experience, isn't it? Yeah, I have a, quite a yeah. similar experience having very recently moved to Europe as well. So it's just autumn setting in in the Netherlands. Uh, Amsterdam is just beautiful. I'm looking at trees and they're turning orange and I have a flatmate. Uh, we and both of us were just having a walk, uh, I think last week. And I'm like, oh, wow, this looks amazing. And he's like, don't you look, it's, it's drizzling here. It's so cold and you're loving this. I'm like, do you see this? Like I've been here for more than a decade now. Uh, this is quite usual. I, I just want to get back home. 
And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. How does this look? Oh, the Christmas lights and this and that and whatnot and the beautiful architecture. It's just pure joy. And that I, I, I didn't know I could feel that sort of experience. Every time I'm sort of biking to work, every time I'm stepping out, I'm like, wow, this just looks amazing. So that's pure joy, I would say. Not yeah. not really dependent on anything or it's if it's summer, even then it's beautiful. If it's winters or if it's autumn, even then it's beautiful. So I do sort of concur to what Kastab is saying. Had you yeah. been born and brought up here or if you've spent a large proportion of your life in Europe, you don't appreciate it. You're like, oh, this is just usual stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I've also realized um, I try to be very optimistic, whatever the situation is. So even if it's like really hot or if it's really cold and stuff, I do try to be very optimistic. And people are like, oh, it's like super dark now and it's so cold and it's, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, but look at the Christmas lights. They're coming up. You know, it's like it's always seeing those like little things that bring you joy in the moment and and going with it. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. And for me, um, as you said, like it, it kind of makes you appreciative of also where you come from. And yeah. um, so me seeing the beauty of now the Czech Republic and it's such a beautiful city. I'm still in awe that I live here. <laughs> um, but when I go back to Costa Rica, it also like brings me so much joy to just go back to like the very humble house that my family grew up in. You know, it's just like it gives me so, so much peace as well. Like, oh, this is home. Right. So it, I think every experience that you have in life makes you a bit more appreciative of what you used to have or what you might not have. Right. So it's a it's a whole cycle of trying to be optimistic and trying to see things from a different perspective as well, right? What no, what definitely. was what was joy for C.S. Lewis? I mean, does it define that I got, this was it, this is it, this is it, this is it. Did, did, does it define something like that? He does. Um, he, he has like a whole part of, of the book where he mm. describes different sections of like, of his lives that brought him joy and like things. Um, so I would say for everyone who needs to read it, read the book and, and see exactly what it is. But he does, he does give like uh, specific things that brought him joy. And as I said, it has a lot to do with nature and it has a lot to do with his perspective on things as well and his faith. I will um, again, bring back the, the book, the book of joy. Um, mm -hmm. And I think this time Archbishop answered his Holiness Dalai Lama's question, what is joy joy for you? Mm -hmm. And I think they, they get into a conversation. And on a broader perspective, what Dalai Lama says that if you really want to think what are the other, what are different aspects of joy? He says, I think there are eight pillars of joy. And I, I've noted down here. He says, um, amusement. I mean, it's, it's so take it as, as the word comes, right? And, uh, you're amused by uh, by something that that literally gives you that belly laugh. You know, you're literally laughing from the belly. You know, the, the way I think I, I know Jeff Bezos is known for his belly laugh. He's, he laughs it out, you know. So that is one aspect of joy. Contentment. You're contented with something. Okay. It's not like, okay, you've, you've run a marathon. You're not like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's like you're at peace. You're contented. So that is joy. The third thing is excitement. You are so adri is equal to excitement is what we can see right now. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> uh, yeah, relief. Thing from a perspective of someone who was in UK and now moved into one of the 
other European countries. Relief is joy for that person. Yeah. yeah. Then wonder. What Anirudh and I are facing, you know, it's mm. wonder. So that's that's joy. Mm. Um, exaltation. Maybe running your company, something which was tough mm. for you, which you wouldn't have thought you can do, but you still have done it. Mm. That would have definitely brought you joy. Um, radiant pride. Maybe um, your sister, your siblings, your parents achieve something. So you haven't done it, but someone who whom you love, adore has done it. So that is that also brings you joy. Um, elevation. I mean, so the example that he that uh, Dalai Lama gives is um, from having witnessed an act of kindness. Mm. You know, that that elevates you somehow. Gratitude. Mm. I mean, Whenever the word gratitude comes, I think I, I the first I see my mother's face always, always that's she is such gem of a person. And I think every mother is I mean, everyone would say that's my mother, you know, that that's the first word that comes. That's the first person that comes to you. Um, rejoice. Right. It's it's what in Buddhism they call um, there's a term called as mudita. You know, you, you rejoice in um, someone else's happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And spiritual radiance. That's the state that the mindfulness experts, that all these uh, spiritual leaders, exactly, <laughs> they, 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 they encourage everyone to just experience that and then you wouldn't have mm -hmm. experienced anything else. That's what joy for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Such, I mean, such clarity of a single word of joy, I've never seen anywhere. Mm, true. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll add to that um, a quote that, because I was reading also like reviews of the book and what people were thinking about mm -hmm. this book. And there's this line that says, um, C.S. Lewis reflects on the nature of true joy and concludes that the worldly pleasures are but a glimpse of the divine joy offered by God. He firmly believes that his joy can only be achieved through a loving relationship with God. And so it's very based on his faith. And what stands out to me is that a lot of what you just mentioned are things that are very personal and very like spiritual, right? Um, compared to what you can call like worldly joys, which in many cases, it can be like money, parties, connections, um, you know, being known and stuff like that, which in a way can bring some sort of happiness, but is it really true joy? It, it, I think it has to go a bit deeper than that for it to be called joy. So I love those, those eight pillars because I think when you have those established, you can see like, oh, where can I find these sources of joy, right? Um, in those in those eight areas, so that's, that's beautiful. So Adri, you mentioned that uh, the author really found joy in spirituality when he mm -hmm. found faith. So in terms of his journey, and we haven't read the book yet, right? So was it so that he had joy in his life till he was associated to Christianity? And then when he became an atheist, he realized, oh, life is not, there was a lot of suffering which came his way. He was finding means for joy. And then when he got himself associated back to Christianity, that's that's what really brought him joy. Or how is it like, uh, is, is it completely associated with faith? Or was there joy which he found outside of that as well? 
At the beginning, he talks a lot about the little joys that he had when he was younger. So he talks about the books and his world building with his brother and the just like being outside and seeing nature. And um, I think there's a, a thing where he like has like a, I think it's a leaf or, or something um, that it just brings him so much joy from his brother. And so it's like these little things. And then that's when he loses his mother very young. He's then Mm -hmm. brought up by a single dad who's also, you know, suffering with the grief of his wife. And he's sent to boarding school with his dad. And that is where a lot of the difficult things start to happen. He's in a really bad boarding school. Um, He then goes off to another elementary school where um, he is, he starts doubting his faith a lot. And he's brought more into like really occult things through one of the teachers there. And then he completely becomes kind of like a, he says something really interesting where he believes in the occult, but he's also an atheist, which is, I think, a, a very kind of like, it doesn't really match because if you believe in the occult, you should also believe in that there's a different area. Um, but besides the point, um, I'm not a theologian, so I'm not really that person to talk about it. But then um, but then in that, it's he's just trying to find meaning in his life and he's just trying to figure out, but he just doesn't believe that God would be the place for him to find any happiness and um, and then that's when he gets into Norse mythology and he starts kind of bringing up this adoration towards them or towards Mm. the literature of Norse mythology and then through this time he's just having like a really rough time and he's not it's just really difficult and that's when he goes to university and he meets J.R.R. Tolkien and he starts and Tolkien is the one who kind of brings C.S. Lewis into Christianity and, and shows him um, his faith again. So that's a really cool like circle of like how, you know, these incredible writers actually knew each other. I didn't know that until I read the book. Um, and so then, uh, yeah, he he finalizes that there are these little joys that you can have and these sources of joy that you can have in your life. Um, but at the end for him, it's all about his faith and his relationship with God, which as a Christian myself, it's it's really beautiful to see that because I was I was actually at work. They were giving um, a a time management and priority training, and I'm I'm really bad with time management. So I was like, I need to take this course. And I went there, and they made us do a priority list, and then to because they said like to be able to te- manage your time properly you need to know what your priorities are and what you're spending your time on so um in this training they were they made us do a priority list and then from there we would do sort of like a pie chart and fill in those little slices of pie of how satisfied you were in life and i realized that i'm always doing something i'm always as i told you there was like my business there was uh, acting producing church family you know getting 8 hours of sleep like there was all these priorities in my life but i wasn't 100% fulfilled in all of them in any of them actually and i felt so bad about myself because i was like i'm working so hard but i'm not fully satisfied and i never realized it until i did that exercise and so since then i've been trying to focus on how can i actually find joy in the little things so for example like um with my acting before it was like oh but i'm not where i want to be i'm not where uh where i like i hoped i was already because i started my acting career three years ago like that's nothing in in acting years to be honest um but you know there's people that are doing shows and movies and here and there and i'm like 
in quotes stuck, but I was like, but this is where I am supposed to be at. This is where God wants me to be at with this place in my life. And I have to be mm-hmm. appreciative of that. And so it's kind of like changing that mindset and finding those sources of joy. So for example, I was like, oh, but I booked a, a short film that I'm filming this weekend, you know, like that's, that's joyful. That's interesting. That's something that's going to build my, my career and myself, and it's going to be great. And so it, I think it's like finding those sources of joy in those areas of your priorities in life that is, is really important. And he also, uh, C.S. Lewis brings it up in the book as well of, of like the, the little joys and, and then kind of, it, it, he does a, a very big distinction between like just the happiness and actual joy. So. Yeah, it's a very interesting read. <laughs> Probably the last question about the book, and then we'll get into uh, our rapid fire section. Um, is probably because and you you define yourself right. You're creative and Christian, the two C's that represent you. For you, um, does faith bring some purpose in life? And through that, do you get that joy that you want to achieve? Ooh, we're getting deep. <laughs> yes, 100%. I, a little bit about my faith journey. I grew up Pentecostal and mm-hmm. my parents were pastors when we were in Costa Rica. And I kind of just, I was just born into it, right? And I served in the church. I was a really big part of the community. And then I moved to Prague and it's the most atheist country in Europe. I am in my freshman year of university. I'm like, I have so much freedom that my parents don't need to know when I'm arriving home because I don't live with them anymore. It was like crazy. And I strayed away very far away from my faith. And it wasn't like until a year later that I kind of felt this this need of spirituality need of connecting with with my faith again and i doubted like there's been times where i doubted even the existence of god or or the necessity of the church or necessity of faith and now i'm at a place where it's not about if i'm a good christian or if i go to church or if i do this or do that it's more about my relationship with god and i realized um one of the things that make a lot of people sad or anxious is this, oh, but I don't have a purpose in life or I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm on this earth for. And one thing that I'm fully convinced by is that my purpose is to know more about God and more about my faith. And so for me, my joy comes in knowing that everything that I do, let it be this podcast or let it be my acting work or just going to the grocery store, like something so normal can be a spiritual experience and can just be about me learning about myself. About I also, I think it, it also has to come, it's an, an understanding of who you are and why you're created, right? And so in my personal view, it's like I'm created by God and I'm every time that I learn something about myself, every time I go to the therapist and we talk about my childhood traumas, like that's understanding my mind, understanding the creation that God did in me, right? So um, yeah, I definitely believe that faith has has created a purpose in my life and it has brought me joy. Am I 100% joyful? No. (laughs) Am I 100%, you know, um, am I like the, the, the poster child for Christianity. I don't believe so, <laughs> but it's truly um, an, a balance, right? Of of knowing that 
you will have good days, you will have bad days, but at the end, there's like this strong source in me that is my faith and um, that my joy comes from that. And one of the things that I've been developing in my life is how do I get closer to that and and even in those bad days still have this joy. So even if, you know, I'm stressed or I'm scared or I'm tired or anything, like knowing that this will too pass, this will pass. And everything comes and goes. And at the end of the day, what are we left with, right? I can, you know, make loads of money. I can be famous. I can do this. I can do that. But at the end, like what, when you're, one of the things, one, one quote that a woman said to me a couple months ago was at the end of your life, when people are at your funeral, do you want a eulogy or do you want a CV? AKA, do you want someone to stand in front of a crowd and say, Adri did this, 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 and that. She was part of these films. She was part of these companies. She did this, she did that, or actually give a moving speech about who you were as a person. And that for me has definitely, she obviously said it with like more of a faith outlook, but it's also in general, like who do we want to be as people and where can we find the joy in our everyday lives, I would say. Well, deep question. I'm just going on. Deep <laughs> question, going deeper on. answer. Yeah, I'm go. going into so many tangents. I'm sorry. But but that's I, a I very don't. I, yeah, I don't think any other book would have uh, led us to into this conversation than "Surprised by Joy." I'm yeah. glad that you chose this book, Adri. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. How do you rate this book on a scale of? one to five, five being a book which you will hand over to anyone and everyone mm -hmm. to be the book they should read at some point in their life. And one obviously is nah, not the kind of book you should go and pick up a bad read for me. I would give it a four and I will I will justify it by saying, the, as I said before, the vocabulary is very interesting. And I, I wrote a couple of words that he uses Gregoriciousness. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I never had to heard of it. it. I've yeah. heard that word, but yeah. I don't know the. I don't remember the meaning now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he he uses the phrase uh knut, and I googled it, and there was no explanation of what a knut is, and it was about dressing or like some some sort of dressing in the 1950s. I don't know, or like the 19 somethings. Um. So there's like these little words that I I don't know, and I'm like a native English speaker. Um. So so I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Um, but mm -hmm. I, it, I would recommend like for people to read it if they have the time and the the time to Google words. <laughs> um, but, but it is a very inspiring story. And, and it's one of those that I, I'm reading on the bus and I'm like, should I just stay another stop? Even if I <laughs> even if I'm going to miss my stop, I just want to finish this chapter. You know, like um, it is a beautiful read. And, and I think it's also gives you a glimpse of of how a writer writes his own life, right? Because he's actually this yeah. really acclaimed writer of fiction books, but it's a really narrative way of portraying yourself, which is really crazy. Yeah. And he also, um, he uses the phrases like, and the reader might understand and the reader might. So it's kind of like a weird per, like point of view because he knows he's writing to other people, but it's very mm -hmm. personal. So yeah, I, I would give it a four, but just because of the vocabulary. I think the last segment, which I told you, uh, it's, it's not just about this book, but more to do about your journey of reading, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a rapid fire question. Awesome. 
You don't know the questions. I don't. Uh, I'm just so scared. (laughs) Yeah. It's super simple. It's whichever, whichever the whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, speak it out. Okay, don't okay. hesitate. Okay, uh, your favorite book of this year, and your favorite book of all time. <gasps> okay, my favorite book of this year was Believing in Faith. Let's put it at that. And my favorite book okay. of all time. I I read the Hunger Book game, like the Hunger Games. I read the Hunger Games book three times. So I would say it would have to be Hunger Games because I've read it so many times. Uh, but yeah, let's, okay. let's go with Hunger Games. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Second question. Please, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> A popular book that did not live up to your expectations. The Divergent okay. series. Okay. All right. I like the your, your, your go-to book when you're sad. The Bible. <laughs> That was a good one. That was the first one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Given a choice, will you pick up a fiction book or a non-fiction book? Fiction. Good answer. Okay. Your favorite author? Susan Collins. Yeah, the Hunger Games writer. (laughs) I really like the Hunger Games. Okay. Now, a lesser known book, which people hated it, but you loved it and left a mark on you. From the Narnia series, one of the least popular ones is the the Magician's Nephew. And like okay. people just, the first one in the series and people just kind of skim through it. I, I really like mm-hmm. that one. All right. Uh, uh, a book or a movie? Depends on the mood. <laughs> Depends on the energy. Okay. But as a filmmaker, right. as a filmmaker, I would go with a movie. Hmm. Yeah, this I I understand. This was this would have been a tough question for you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um. So, do you do you track your reading? I want to know most number of books that you've read in a year. I used to track my reading. I think the mm-hmm. the longest I did was the most I did was around ten books in one year, but that was when I was in high school. Now okay. I think it's 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 amazing if I go through one. <laughs> Okay. All right. Last question, because this this got to do with your routine. When do you read generally in during your daytime? Right before bed. It, it's what puts me to sleep. <laughs> Not a rapid fire, but you can take a few seconds, but we want your top five recommendations for the audience. All right. Um, number one. Uh, surprise. <laughs> surprise by joy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is why I chose it for this thing. Um, number two, mm-hmm. the greatest leader of all time. I think it's called. Um, it's also about like leadership, but from like a Christian perspective. I really enjoyed Atomic Habits. I really like Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie. It's like the murder mysteries. Um, I, I watched the movie and it's really nice, but I like the book better. I would say Magician's Nephew from Narnia then, because, yeah, people have read <laughs> Witch in the Wardrobe and Caspian a lot, but I think the Magician's Nephew is the best one. <laughs> well, now I have four recommendations uh, in my kitty as well, outside of Atomic Habits, which I've read. So there's something I can look back to as well now. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. So, Adri, this has been 
phenomenal, a different level of energy in this episode. We absolutely, absolutely love this. And I think I have some more energy to go through this evening and for probably the remainder of this weekend. There it's, we it's go. Really, <laughs> it's really inspiring to see the great work you're doing and the passion that you have about things and just life in general and the overall optimism that you have. We absolutely love what you've talked about uh, from your life as well as this book. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here.